0: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Peldino Dino Joey, or Joey Awajin. Purple Mafia is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps and is also a part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. Thank you once and always, Dylan and Kyle, for having me on board there. Coming in out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you guys so much. Uh, well, we had a Super Bowl. It was a great game. Uh, not a happy ending, in my opinion, but... It is what it is. Not everybody likes the Eagles, that's for sure. Not everybody likes the Chiefs, that's for sure as well. Uh, But first, the Minnesota Vikings now have a new defensive coordinator, and it's the guy I would say most of us wanted, Brian Flores. Welcome to the Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator. Yes, that's the, that's the guy we wanted. There's no doubt about it. So we go from an ultra, you know, what do they call that? An ultra laid-back approach to an ultra-aggressive approach, uh, approach when it comes to, you know, attacking the quarterback and all of that. A guy in his 60s to a guy at age 41, Brian Flores, has already been a head coach in the NFL. Uh, he went to Poly Prep, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Boston College and all that good stuff. Of course, he was part of the, uh, watch out now, watch out, he was part of the Bill Belichick tree, but I think he's a little better. He's not one of the typical Bill Belichick trees that didn't work out. He might end up being uh, very good, obviously. He's not a head coach. Uh, he's, Bill Belichick has had some damn good coordinators, that's for sure. Uh, developed with the New England Par- uh, Patriots 2008-2009, to 2009, special teams assistant, <laughs> special teams assistant, Uh, 2010 assistant offense and special teams coach interesting (laughs) very interesting new england patriots 2011 defensive assistant patriots 2012 to 2015 safeties coach patriots 16 to 18 a linebackers coach so again he started very young though When you consider 2008 and he was born in 1981 he wasn't even 30 years old at that stage so pretty cool still just on the outer corner of the Gen Z, and he is from Brooklyn, New York, so expect a cool accent, at least I think so. (laughs) I'm just, yeah, but then he was the linebacker's coach again, 16 to 18, so he went from linebacker's coach to head coach of the Miami Dolphins, where he actually was insanely good, actually, Uh, but things just didn't work out there and all kinds of controversy and all that, so we're going to kind of leave that where that is. He became a senior defensive assistant, of course, again, fired after 2021, Senior defensive assistant for the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2022 and linebackers coach. So back to linebackers again. 2023 to present defensive coordinator of the Minnesota Vikings. So he's actually never been a defensive coordinator, but he was a head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And of course, again, the most aggressive defense uh, pretty much in the NFL during that time with the Miami Dolphins, at least for the most part, in terms of blitzing the quarterback and all the different possible packages you can have. Blitz packages, corner blitzes, safety blitzes. Linebackers, obviously, this and that. So definitely a, <laughs> wow, yeah, yeah, um, definitely an aggressive approach versus a guy that again kind of let the plays happen, so to speak. Literally let the plays happen. Going from Ed Donatel. Of course, this first segment is all Vikings, wall to wall Vikings. Of course, the first segment we're going to talk about Brian Flores and other news floating around, but. Brian Flores, obviously, is the uh, you know the feature presentation of this show in terms of the Minnesota Vikings, four-time Super Bowl champion, all with the New England Patriots, of course. Four times, yep, that's a, that's quite a few. Uh, looking at something, is it really? Yep, <laughs> just something doesn't seem to. Yeah, so yeah, it was all with the Patriots. There's obviously no question about it. Who else was it with? The Pittsburgh Steelers didn't win the Super Bowl in 2022. The Dolphins didn't win the Super Bowl in 2019. They haven't won since 73 so, against us. We were the last team the Dolphins won the Super Bowl against, and of course, unfortunately, we're still waiting. In uh, 2004 to 2005, so even further back, even further back with the Patriots again, Brian Flores, 2004-2005 scouting assistant, I wouldn't mind even a job like that, and then a pro scout, 2006 or 2007, and then eight. He became the special teams assistant. Yeah, so he did win the Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots. 0-4, So that's the first championship. That's where it came from. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's the fourth one? Because I know Brady won three in the early 2000s, and then three in the teens with the Patriots. 14, 16, and 18. Yep, uh, In in that case. So that's that. You know, the older version of Brady winning the Super Bowls against the uh, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Los Angeles Rams. Head coaching record for Brian Flores, 24 and 25. A uh, winning percentage. Save percentage. This isn't hockey. Uh, 49, basically. Um, So, yeah, you're expecting a more (laughs) aggressive approach here. You could go 4-3. You could go 3-4. It sounds like they're going to stay with the 3-4, but... All the different packages, things can get creative, things can get quite different. But you're getting a more creative defensive coordinator than we had last year. It was just kind of the Donna shell, and this works. And you're going to be happy with what you see, which is safe to say, pretty much nobody was happy with what we see. Of course, again, expect an overhaul of the defense one way or another. But certain guys will absolutely be staying more than likely because of this approach. Sounds like uh, there's a pretty good chance Harrison Smith will be staying, yeah, possibly restructured contract. Sounds like. Um, uh, Adam Thielen is trying to work on his contract as well, restructure that type of deal. We'll have to wait and see with that. Again, that's kind of kicking the can down the road, and you still have the cap hit at some point. So, <clears throat> one way or another, the end is coming for Adam Thielen with the Vikings. There's no question about it. And of course, everybody on the planet thinks they can still play. Like, I personally, at 43, think I can still play basketball at a high level. Does that mean I can? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, but probably not. You know, I could probably still play, but I can't jump anymore. I could jump. I used to be able to grab the rim easily at six foot and a half, you know, not even six foot one, you know, six foot zero and a half. I could grab the rim, and I did successfully dunk a couple times. I could jump. I can't jump anymore. It's just an unfortunate fact. <laughs> Age, weight, all that crap, so uh, so that's just reality. Um, Tom Brady doesn't have to jump, so obviously he was able to play until he was 45, and he knew exactly what to do with himself and his body and all that. He did a hell of a job about it. Uh, an amazing career. That's another part of the uh, first segment, we could say. We'll get to that in a minute, if I remember. But this is, again, mostly Vikings here. So I might talk about Brady's uh, second retirement here. <laughs> we'll see if it's uh, legit. It sounds like it is, though. He, he's probably done. Um, unless, the, uh, unless he somehow winds up with the 49ers, which would be a, probably a boyhood uh, um, you know dream for him, I'm sure. But, you know, it's nice to know we have a coordinator now that's probably going to be, yeah, he's going to be a lot more aggressive. And a lot of us were super frustrated with, uh, you know, what we had last year. Kind of take it to the offense rather than, you know, uh, basically let the game kind of come to us. We take the game to them. That seems to be a more successful approach in most sports. I mean, that was the difference with, say, even Herb Brooks way back in nineteen eighty. Instead of letting the Russians kind of, like, do whatever they wanted, Her Brooks attacked them, which at the time sounded like, you know, uh, sounded unheard of, but it worked. Even if it was one out of, like, a hundred games, you're going to win. You're going to win that one percent, but it happened, so it still counts, kind of like, uh, you know, the Giants beating the Patriots a couple of times. That was really crazy, uh, but very happy with this uh, addition of course I don't think well and obviously if he's super successful he's not going to be here very long maybe one or two years and then be you know be a head coaching candidate again uh Brian Flores was a head coaching candidate for the Arizona Cardinals I still don't believe they've hired a coach so they're just kind of prolonging things and he probably figured it's you well know, whatever you know I'm coming I'll, I'll take my chances with Minnesota Arizona who knows what's going to happen there it is kind of a mess towards the Vikings defense is kind of a mess as well. Uh, you'll be saying goodbye to a number of players that are just, they're, they're too slow. They're not going to work out. But at the same time, the defensive strategy with that Donatello wasn't going to work anyway. Having players, especially that are slow and old, dropping back into coverage. Having pass rushing defensive ends or or edge rushers or whatever you call them drop into coverage. Doesn't make any sense. Daniil Hunter has no business dropping into coverage. Daniil Hunter is an edge rusher. Like, common sense. So, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Sometimes, you know, guys with all their experience and, uh, you know, their, their quote-unquote pedigree and such, sometimes it doesn't add up. Sometimes not everything they do is right, and when you get kind of that stubborn approach like, hey, you're going to love what you see. Well, we're going to continue with what we're doing, so on and so forth. Well, it kind of sort of worked in the first game against a Packer team that just didn't seem interested in that uh, season opener. After that, it was kind of like, I don't know. That's why the title of the episode was Kawabunga. Like, wow, this is nice. This works. No, it doesn't. Apparently, it certainly didn't. And the Giants made us look terrible, quite honestly. And so did uh, other teams. Eagles made us look bad. You could go on all day. And, you know, even the Jets made us look bad with their mediocre to below average offense. 400 plus yards by the New York Jets. I don't know. 400 plus yards by the New York Jets. It's like that kind of like is the writing on the wall. And, of course, the massive frustration even coming out of the head coach. Uh, Kevin O'Connell, basically saying, yeah, I mean, we need to talk about this, basically, that's basically what he said, um, we need to, re- we need to evaluate things, and that was during the season, and then after the season, yeah, well, you know, you, you just kind of knew it was coming, and it and it had to, um, some people were hoping for Ed Donatale's sake that he would just step down, but unfortunately, he did not, um, very exciting though, nice addition, of course, apparently he's Got Honduran parents. Interesting. That's where the Flores comes in. Because Flores is, you know, a Latino name. Uh, He was born and raised in Brownsville section of Brooklyn, New York. To Honduran parents. After attending Poly Prep Country country Day School in Brooklyn. That was a mouthful. (laughs) Just rolls right off your tongue, right? Poly Prep Country Day School. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, He grew up a fan of the New York Giants and the New York Mets. Cool. Cool. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, hopefully they can bring some of that New York personality to this Minnesota defense and kick some butt. Um, New York Giants know what defense is all about, particularly back in the good old days. They really did. Back in the 80s, but also in the 2000s, believe it or not, when uh, Tom Coughlin was the head coach. Particularly once, uh, yeah, Tom Coughlin was just about on his way out, which has happened many times, where all of a sudden miracles start happening. And then, um, yeah, the guy ends up sticking around a hell of a lot longer than he did. Probably a little too long <laughs> at the end of the day. But very nice hire. Very excited. Again, we're going to see some creative blitz packages. Stuff that changes often. We're going to go from a guy that is just basically like, you're going to like what you see, to a guy that's going to, you're not going to know what you're going to see. Until, boom. We're Again, you're not going to let the game come to us. So we're going to take the game to them. And I like that approach better. I think most people do. Sometimes it doesn't work because if your scheme is not good, it's not good. Uh, And you give up quote-unquote chunk plays. But the shell defense gave up chunk plays anyway. So it it is what it is. You know, it's like running Windows 95 on a laptop that was built in 2021. It it doesn't work. So let's give our chance with, uh, let's take a chance with Windows 11 here on this laptop and uh, hope for the best. So yes, this laptop was built in 2021. Yeah, I know I'm kind of weird just coming up with these random anecdotes. But nice addition nonetheless. I'm gonna kind of borrow the fan interaction segment briefly, just to kind of make sure I'm talking about the topics I wanted to kind of get into here before I take a break and jump into uh, the Super Bowl review, and then of course fan interaction will be segment number three. Um, yep, uh, Daniel Hunter was added to the NFC Pro Bowl roster along with Jalen Ramsey and Penay Sewell. Very familiar names, of course. Very familiar names. Uh, Tom Brady's retiring, yes, and yeah, <laughs> And people are like, how long is it going to be this time, and we'll get back to that shortly, because there will be a fan interaction segment, but regardless, people want to make fun of it, oh, he's, uh, sure, sure, he's retired, just go away, and I'm sick of him, and blah, 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 uh, I love Tom Brady, I think most of you know that, I loved his whole career with the New England Patriots, and I wanted uh, success in Tampa, incredibly impressive to think that a guy at age 43 can go to another team after all those years and win another championship and then the next year they probably easily could have won but it's just you know a couple of bounces of the ball and some mistakes defensively down the stretch against those freaking Rams it ended up costing them unfortunately uh, that was again last year where the Rams had a, had a few miracle finishes against the the Bucks, the 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals all to my chagrin the last two super bowls were very disappointing, no doubt about it, at the end. At the end, great games, great games, but horrible endings, sad endings, disappointing endings. Um, As for Tom Brady, though, what an amazing career, and that was the first really good Super Bowl in many years that Tom Brady won against an epic, outstanding, stacked, balanced, super ultra-talented St. Louis Rams team, because they were in St. Louis, that was like, you know, obviously L.A. Rams, St. Louis Rams back to L.A. Rams again all these years later. <laughs> so that's the case there for any youngster that's like, St. Louis Rams, well, but most people listening, I think, knew who they are. Even if you're even if you're nine years old, you probably know who the St. Louis Rams are by just paying attention to football uh, enough to care about a Minnesota Vikings podcast. Um, but that team had everything. They had offense, they had defense, they had Hall of Famers everywhere. Everything. They had a pretty good coach, I thought, Poor guy, ended up never winning a Super Bowl as a head coach, but he did get it as a offensive coordinator at the time. Um, talk about this, talk about that. Belichick, you know, cheating about the plays and all that. <sighs> but one way or another, uh, Tom Brady's incredible play down the stretch to get to the Super Bowl uh, and all that. Yes, some controversy with the tuck rule thing against the uh, against a really good Raiders team, but we'll get off of that for now. That Raiders team ended up losing to the Bucks the next year, ironically, which is kind of funny and sad in a way. Um, it was Pirates versus Pirates, the Raiders and the Bucks. <laughs> but um, just all, all the way from all the way back then to overcome an unbelievable St. Louis Rams team. Yeah, for Brady to be as clutch as he was to get the job done, even you know, even hurting his ankle, ironically, like the, the quarterback yesterday, uh, yesterday had had an injured ankle earlier in the playoffs ended up overcoming it. Brady did that, of course, and became the youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl, even younger than Joe Montana, and then absolutely the oldest quarterback to win a Super Bowl at age 43 with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Of course, <laughs> blew the opportunity of a lifetime to be a part of an undefeated team in a longer season um, with the kind of numbers that are like, you know, people could only dream about. 23 touchdowns for Randy Moss, 50 touchdown passes for Tom Brady, 16-0 regular season, uh, two playoff games won, 18-0, and, and then you lose by the skin of your teeth against a upstart New York uh, Giants team that was only 10-6 in the regular season and looked mediocre most of the way until just something changed. They beat an overrated Cowboys team. They beat a very, very good Green Bay Packers team in a frozen, frozen tundra NFC Championship game. So, stuff like that, and then the Patriots. So, I'm going all over history here. I'm mostly supposed to be talking about Brady rather than, than all the teams he played against. But, um, you know, I mean, he ended up losing to a couple of miracle teams in the Super Bowl. Philadelphia was frustrated. <laughs> that was an Eagles team I was not rooting for, for obvious reasons, after after what they did to us and their fan base, you know, really show, showed what they are all about at the time in 2017. And, obviously, January 2018, Um, but an amazing career by Tom Brady that I will appreciate forever. I think he truly is the GOAT uh, for the NFL. There's no doubt about it. Uh, The way he was able to prolong his career and stay good pretty much all the way to the bitter end. Really appreciate what Brady did, and I don't know, if he comes back to play one last season with the 49ers, a boyhood dream, and a team that's ready to go, basically, all they need is a plug-and-play quarterback, I wouldn't be against it. I wouldn't be bored with it. I think it would be pretty cool to see Tom Brady with that incredible... San Francisco 49ers uniform and helmet. I think it'd be really cool. Uh, 49ers like that. That's NFL royalty. I don't care what anybody says. The San Francisco 49ers are NFL royalty. Uh, regardless if you love them or hate them and the way they've you know, given us pain and suffering in the playoffs. But of course, one of our great upset victories of all time was against the 49ers back in 87. So at least there's one positive memory in that sense. Um, but really appreciate what he did. Uh, Really appreciate what Tom Brady did all the way from 01 up to today. It it was fun, and it is sad to see him go, because you might think, okay, he's been around forever. Aren't you done? Aren't you tired of him? I don't know. Some players you get tired of, some players you don't. And I guess I identify with certain players more than others. Will I miss Mahomes as much as I'm going to miss Brady? Probably not. Like, say, like 10, 20 years from now, depending on how long Mahomes plays. I don't think he's going to play 20 years from now, but like 10 to 15 years from now, I'm not going to miss Mahomes. I'm going to miss Brady. Just certain players, like Montana. I, I'm going to miss him a hell of a lot more than I'm going to miss Aaron Rodgers, you know, for whatever reason. Um, or most of the others, like Peyton Manning. I'm going to, yeah, I miss Joe Montana way more than than uh, Peyton Manning. It's just a fact. It's just a fact. Drew Brees, same thing. dunno I, I, eh, nice to see, you know, it's good, great career, but, you know, it's it's someone else's turn, you know, that kind of thing. But Brady, it's a little different. He's more in the Montana category for me. So, I think I've made my statement. Time to move on and this and that. So, the rest of it will save for fan interaction segment, as we call it. Other than that, let's take a quick break and come back for the Super Bowl review, whether I like it or not. Purple Mafia, segment number two, Super Bowl review, there is no preview, nothing to do, nothing to talk about until September, per se, when it comes to previews, otherwise, maybe some preseason conversation, but I rarely do that anymore, maybe, maybe I will, maybe I I won't, because of the whole situation, you know, like having ads now, but they're not too demanding about it, so that's the good part, Um, but before we get into the actual review, let's talk about those ads. Apparently, it's uh, there's no new ad, unfortunately. So I will have to um, read it the way it is, even though it's the the Super Bowl's over. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl Fifty Seven, has all the Super Bowl action you'll need. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in bonus bets instantly. So now, the truth is, you can st- obviously you're going to still want to join it. You got basketball, you got hockey, and it's a lot of fun, obviously. So. You can get it at NBA. Maybe I'll even read that one, but no, I'll, I'll, I'll read this one because it is what it is. Um, all customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Sports Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. update for Pacific Time. Um to see that prop bet will be boosted. So, yes, I had picked the Eagles, and I was right about uh, Jalen Hurts' stats for the most part. He rushed three touchdowns. You know, that was amazing. I was right about the rushing, but not so much about the passing. (laughs) Still a great game, though, for Jalen Hurts. I thought he had a, you know, he was absolutely great. Uh, Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use... Code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. So, yes. Um, obviously, again, you can get into NBA and NHL as well. So, uh, don't be discouraged, even though Super Bowl is over. So, it is what it is. So,. NBA and NHL, and of course again football later on, baseball's not that far away I'm sure we'll be talking a bit about baseball quite a bit, there's all kinds of parlays you can do with baseball, no doubt about that, because you know baseball, there's a lot of betting, sorry about the noise here, but I'm getting hot Kansas City 38 Philadelphia 35, yeah I know, yuck, I hate it, I absolutely hate it, uh, the San Francisco no, the uh, Kansas City pass rush certainly did a good job throughout the game couple of sacks anyway, but they did give Jalen Hurts a hard time. Um, Patrick Mahomes, I think the pass rush could have been better. I think Philadelphia's defense certainly did not help the cause. Jalen Hurts only threw for one touchdown. I believe I had him throwing two touchdowns and rushing in two, and he rushed in three and only passed for one. But um, Philadelphia really came in with a running approach in a lot of ways, yet you look at the numbers, Jalen Hurts did pass the ball 38 times. That's a lot. Um, and they were behind uh, at times. They were ahead at times. It was a back and forth type of game. Um, Jalen Hurts, uh, one of the big turning points of the game was the uh, strip sack. The strip sack that ended up being a scoop and six, which was insanely frustrating. Uh, Patrick Mahomes re-injured the ankle late in the half. But I don't know. I don't know what happened during the uh, the uh, halftime or if he was all being overdramatic. I'm not sure. But the way he came back out, his mobility was back for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what happened, but his, his mobile ability was back. Patrick Mahomes was sharper than he'd ever been, basically, throughout the playoffs, and I don't know, he looked like the Patrick Mahomes that throws five touchdown passes and pass, and, and throws for 450 yards, basically, in the second half, and that's pretty much how it felt. Uh, Isaiah Pache- Pacheco, I can't stand him, he's a hyper-crazy, obnoxious guy, but, well, he's certainly got the talent, he's certainly got the speed, and, I don't know, I mean, Philadelphia just didn't make the stops when they needed to. They made some stops. They made plenty of stops, but they never got that turnover. Uh, That was what was missing in the game. Um, The turnover, the takeaway battle, Kansas City plus one. And that's about all you need to say. That was one of the main differences in the game. Of course, there was that controversial call late. Uh, I swear, every Super Bowl has a holding or non-holding call, something along those lines, that ends up being a factor late in the game, one way or another. Like was there a hold by the uh, Baltimore Ravens late in the in the in in the Harbaugh bowl, uh, you know, after the 2012 season, the Niners versus the Baltimore Ravens? I don't know, but um, Jim Jim Harbaugh certainly felt there was, and the call wasn't made. In this case, the call was made. It looked ticky tack. It felt ticky tack. There was maybe like one of those, you know, maybe you try to kind of sneak in a tiny little hold type of thing that type of stuff, and then get away with it. But, unfortunately, it ended up not being the case. And, uh, you know, uh, Jujo Smith-Schuster got the big call that the uh, Chiefs needed. Had the Eagles made the stop there, there's a pretty good chance the game could have either gone to OT or a win in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, um, you know, it was just so disappointing, honest to God. But there's a really good chance the Eagles could have driven down the field and won, even if the... uh, Kansas City Chiefs made the field goal. There's a pretty good chance they could have at least tied it and went to overtime, and then anything could happen. But the story of the game, in a lot of ways, as much as I don't want to say it, is, oh, Patrick Mahomes being so clutch, you know, and coming coming through after the ankle. It just kind of felt, you know, these two teams were on a collision course all season. You could just kind of see it. Like, nobody was beating Philadelphia in the NFC, and nobody was beating Kansas City in the AFC. It just kind of felt that way. Midway through the season. You could kind of see this collision course happening. I was, you know, Buffalo, as good as Buffalo was, Kansas City just kind of, there just seemed like they were were a little hungrier than ever this year. Uh, Not making it to the Super Bowl last year because Cincinnati's awesome clutch play. Um, Joe Burrow escaping all the, uh, you know, surviving all those sacks and all those hurries and all those hits and all that. It was amazing what uh, Joe Burrow was able to accomplish and almost did it again. Um, But unfortunately, that just wasn't meant to be in this game. Philadelphia, you know, there's just so many things that they're going to be kicking themselves about going forward. Of course, again, the the fumble and scoop six, Jalen Hurts, that's probably going to haunt him all offseason. And I'm I'm sorry to say it. It, uh, I honestly felt bad after this game. Uh, I wasn't like pissed and and flipping out and wanting to break a TV or anything because that's nuts. That's way too much. And apparently that kind of stuff happened. But I can imagine the anger and frustration and everything if you're an actual real Eagles fan. But I wouldn't want to damage my own stuff. You know, <laughs> it's not worth it. Like there's no point to do that. No matter if you think it's a bad luck TV or something. I mean that's nonsense. Um, and if somebody did that to my TV, I would probably beat the crap out of them. You know, but <laughs> I probably would. Like if I had friends over and they broke my TV, I'd probably beat the crap out of them. Uh, what else are you gonna do, right? But. Yeah, I actually felt bad a little bit. It's like, you know, I was saying I'm I'm basically an Eagles fan for two weeks. Just two weeks. I, w- I was on loan. I was on loan for the Vi- from, from the Vikings for two weeks because I don't like the Chiefs. I don't like them. I don't like Pacheco. I don't like Travis Kelsey at all. Um, there's one player on the Chiefs I do like, Jarek McKinnon, obviously former Minnesota Vikings, so I was very happy for him and what he was able to accomplish and what he's been through because he was on the team that lost to the Eagles back in uh, 2017. I'm sure that felt like a million bucks for him. Jarek McKinnon to uh, get a ring and do it against the team that beat him. Of course, like there's hardly anybody left from that team. Things changed so quickly in the NFL, um, Philadelphia. It, it felt like they ran the ball way too much in the game, but I don't know. It, it was working and they did pass at times and hurts was accurate for the most part. Uh, he didn't throw an interception though. He could have had about two or three at times. Some of those risky throws into traffic that weren't always the best. Um, there were a couple of favorable calls for the Eagles as well. Of course Dallas Goddard, you know, looked like him maybe, maybe not. You know, maybe he maybe he had possession, maybe he didn't, or maybe he yeah. But I thought it was a catch. Luckily again there was a fumble that luckily was not a catch. And that kind of saved the uh the Eagles bacon in that one. Um But again, it's just, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. The, the defense just wasn't there for the Eagles. The defense that made the 49ers look like idiots. The defense that made, you know, who did they play in the first, second round? Uh, the Giants. made the Giants look like? They don't even belong in the postseason. Like They, they shouldn't even deserve to be there. Not even in the wildcard round, much less the uh, divisional round. But the Vikings, of course, gave them a free pass. Thank you very much. And then the Eagles, it felt like they kind of gave the, the Kansas City Chiefs a free pass. Particularly in the second half. As good as Mahomes is and all that, I don't know. Certain players were open way too much, and some of the touchdowns were just way too easy. Guys popping popping open at the last second. Cadris um, Tony. I say, really? Really, man? Sky Moore. Wide open. One catch touchdown for those guys in both plays. They just popped open on the opposite side of the field where all the other defenders, you know, the, other, the defenders were all on the other side of the end zone. Like, I, I don't even know how that kind of crap could happen. You, you just kind of fall asleep. You forget about these third and fourth like wide receivers, basically, or fifth wide receivers, whatever the heck they are. Um, fourth and fifth option type guys. You know, like a Kirk Cousins check down type of thing that wasn't a check down at all because the guys were wide freaking open. They could have ran for 70 yards possibly with the way things were set up. It was ugh, it was so frustrating um, the way Philadelphia's defense just kind of kind of choked a little bit. Um, Jalen Hurts can't blame himself for the fumbles. The defensive players, you know, I mean, he, he can't. I mean, he, he can't just blame himself for that. It, it's kind of death by a thousand cuts. But for the Philadelphia Eagles in this one, it truly is. Um, the, yeah, the fumble, scoop six. You know, the strip sack on Jalen Hurts, the fumble, and all that. Two receivers, you know, finding themselves wide bleeping open as the defenders were all on the other side of the field, not anticipating where the ball was going, not anticipating where the receiver was going. They just kind of lost him in the shuffle, lost Sky Moore, lost Cadres Tony in the shuffle. And two guys that were, you know, basically role players. They're just kind of, you know, they're part of the team and everything. They're happy to be there, and they're making their their living and all that. That's great. And they both got wide-open touchdowns in that second half. Um, And, I don't know, devastating for Eagles, I'm sure. For the Eagles, I'm sure. Um, 24 points, second half. 24 to 11. It's that simple. Like, that's the difference is the second half. The Eagles' second quarter was wonderful. It felt like they had a real chance to win that Super Bowl. Even with the fumble happening, the Eagles overcame it. It looked like they had a real shot at something. The Chiefs' offense did sputter, but in the second half, it was just a totally different ballgame. Um, and you know how guys get hurt but not hurt enough to be out sometimes. they just It's just kind of as motivated as you are because if you're not motivated to play in the Super Bowl, you don't belong anywhere near a football field. Get the hell out of here. If you're going to show up and be like lackadaisical in the Super Bowl, you have no place in the NFL or any sport at all. You should just be, you know, driving, <laughs> you, <I> mean, <laughs> yeah, driving DoorDash, you should be driving DoorDash, driving a taxi, working at U.S. Bank, whatever, but not in the NFL, not in any sport ever. Not not even at the peewee level. If you don't want to play hard in a championship game, you're not worth being there. Get the hell out. I don't care how good you are, um, but... Sometimes, sometimes, when you have that pretty significant injury that you're able to play through for whatever reason, there's just that extra adrenaline that's pumping in your blood. Some people have that gift, and apparently, Patrick Mahomes has it. Because um, he had that pretty significant injury in the divisional round, if I remember correctly. They were the number one seed, so yes, divisional round. Um, and they overcame it. They simply overcame it. Uh, uh, they, he, he overcame it. Patrick Mahomes. And. It is what it is. Um they survived and they continue to survive. Uh and the Chiefs are champions and the Eagles aren't. And I don't know. I, I I wanted the Eagles to win. I don't like the way a lot of those Chiefs players carry themselves after every play. They act like it was the greatest thing that ever lived. Patrick Mahomes doesn't really act like that. He'll 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 just kinda, yeah, celebrate a little bit, you know, pump his fist. And that's fine. Um I don't really have a problem with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, at the end of the day, but I can't believe there's people out there that already think Patrick Mahomes has, is on track to be the the greatest of all time. Slow down. Pump your brakes. Pump your brakes, folks. <laughs> Tom Brady's got seven Super Bowls, okay? I don't see Patrick Mahomes playing until he's 43. I don't. I, I really don't. 43, 45, 41. I don't see it happening. He's going to have a great career. <sighs> Personally, I hope the Chiefs never win another Super Bowl, though. <laughs> I, I really do, mostly because of some of his teammates. But and thankfully, some of them are significantly older. One of them is a tight end named Travis Kelsey. <laughs> I don't like that guy, and I used to. I used to like him. I thought he was kind of cool, kind of you know, kind of a, a nice guy and everything. And I'm sure he is a nice guy to the fans, and I've heard that he's like the cool, really nice guy and everything, and he's he's cool and all that. But his antics during this postseason, I thought, left something to be desired. It, it turned me off. Um, I do get tired of, you know, like the, the over-celebration every time he makes a five-yard catch. That kind of stuff drives me nuts as well. Um, obviously, you can't deny his talent, and this and that, and this and that, and you can talk great about him until the cows come home. We know. We know. <laughs> but at the same time, um, ah, you know, the guy makes an ass of himself way too much. At least he did uh, after the Cincinnati game, and after this one, he made a big ass of himself as well. Uh, I'm gonna read what Jeff Dubay put on Facebook and I agree with this one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Jeff Dubay, of course, uh, formerly of PA and Dubay and also of uh uh Dubay. I mean, I love <laughs> I love what Jeff Dubay did on the radio. I thought he was so good. And when I'd call into PA and Dubay and Dubay was solo at times, incredible chemistry with myself and him in those call ins. It was so fun. You know, I mean I I think me and Jeff Dubay could have been a a duo, like one in a million chance, he's listening to this. Yeah, Jeff, we we probably could have been a duo. Like we would have bounced off each other so well, kind of like Judd and Dubay. I thought they bounced off each other better than Pa and Dubay. And uh, you know, Pa is kind of crazy. He's good. He's an incredible voice of the Minnesota Vikings. But I don't know. I I think I see eye to eye with Jeff Dubay more. Like Pa is kind of that duckies and bunnies approach. A little too positive. You know, positive is good, but too positive is. Sometimes it rakes of, I don't know, like fake people at work, you know, around the water cooler that drive you nuts. Yeah, those kind of people. Um, anyhow, what Jeff DeBay has to say is, I hate to think that I'm the only person that thinks Travis Kelsey is an arrogant, showboating D-bag. The only thing worse than watching him parade himself around the field, and I, I agree with this. I, I That's when I started getting tired of his acts like, a couple years ago. Um, parade himself around the field to celebrate a five-yard reception is having to listen to the ignorant bullshit that pours out of him after each win. Don't waste my time with responses regarding his consistently elite-level performance on the field. Yeah, I mean, don't, yeah. We know he's good. We don't have to be told he's good, just like Steph Curry. Steph Curry, I I know he's good, but I don't have to like him. I think he's, a, he's an arrogant D-bag as well. That's what I've always felt about Steph Curry, going way back, way back. Anyhow... He say uh, Jeff Dubay says I'm not drawing that into question. I just wish he would be a great player without being a horse's ass. What a concept. Yep, thank you. Yeah, because when when uh Travis Kelsey was pointing at all the people, you know, with the microphones, you all doubted. you know, every one of you, not any one of you picked us. You know what you know what Travis? Every single every single person, like guests on like PA, uh Paul Allen locally, and um What's the other guy? Diane Barrero, of course. And I believe even on the job. Um, Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd locally as well. Every single guest they'd have on. Oh, I'm going go to go against the grain. I'm picking the Chiefs. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm picking the Chiefs. Not one of them picked the Chiefs. Like, what an ignorant D-bag. Yeah, that, is, that is really stupid. Of course, of course. Like, I think more than half of the media was on the Chiefs jock the whole time. So what are we talking about? The Eagles were the Eagles had a great season, but everybody—I oh, can't go against Patrick Mahomes. Oh, Patrick Mahomes though, Patrick Mahomes though, can't go against Mahomes. And he's pointing at all of them like they're all dumb, and he's you know, and he's hot bleep, and we showed you SOBs. It's like shut up. And then of course you got to go back to the, you got to fight for your right to party, and we're happy for you. We're happy for you that you're still a frat boy, Travis. We're really happy for you. <laughs> he's just a frat boy. To, to me, that that's all he is. That's all he is, and that's all he wants to be, a frat boy. But I suppose Gronk is the same thing. Gronk the drunk. <laughs> he's kind of the same thing. But I don't think Gronk made an absolute jerk of himself after games, though. So I'm with Jeff Dubay 100%. Unfortunately, just about everybody that responded to his posts was going the other way. And it was really annoying. Uh, I almost want to throw up when I read some of that stuff. Really, guys? Like, they think, oh, that's totally fine. I'm I'm totally cool with it. I don't know. I'll dig for a couple seconds. Some people said they agree, and thankfully they're out there. Yep, Stan Savvy. Yeah, right in line with Gronk. He sounded like a wrestler. Okay, now people are starting to agree. But last night it felt like... Yeah, I don't know. It's stupid. I don't know. He always seemed like a cool guy. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll leave that alone. I'll, I'll get off it now. You get the point. I don't I don't like him, okay? <laughs> it's safe to say I don't like him. And the way he was, yeah, the way he carried himself after the game about you all doubted us or none of us. I hate that stuff. It's just, shut up. Shut up. Just drop dead shut up and get out of my face. Shut up. Thank you, Michael. Yes, that was Michael Savage getting, getting his little, uh, anecdote on how he felt about Travis Kelsey, the way he carried himself. Overall, though, he, again, the two best teams in the league, an absolutely great football game, but the ending was sad. And, of course, again, the, the holding call, there there were a lot of close calls in the game. I thought the refs did just fine. O- outside of that, that kind of t- what felt like a ticky-tack holding call, I'm sure the other half of the country is saying, oh, that was an obvious call. What the hell's wrong with you? We completely impeded the guy's progress. It's sad to think, though. I mean, very good chance the Eagles win that football game. Certainly no guarantee. Maybe Jalen Hurts would have threw an INT. Maybe he would have been sacked, and that's it. The Chiefs would have just bum-rushed him into the ground. But I don't know. Um, incredible job by Philadelphia getting uh, converting the third downs and fourth downs throughout the game. Jalen Hurts about as good as a uh, short yardage threat as there is in the National Football League, kind of like Dante Culpepper used to be for us many years ago. Like, a, a two-point conversion was almost automatic with Dante Culpepper. That was what we loved about him, because... He's a big, big, tough son of a gun who could just power his way through. And Jalen Hurts does a very good job of that. Of course, the running backs gave him a little help as well in one of those short yardage plays at the goal line. But that's part of the NFL. Um, That's part of how it is. Uh, Dominican Sue was on the Eagles, unfortunately a loss. Um, Never came to the Vikings, of course. Marcus Epps with six tackles in the game. Again, he was a draft pick by the Vikings. That never uh, got to play a meaningful moment for the Minnesota But looked damn good in college for Wyoming. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, of course, wonderful, uh, wonderful running back for Minnesota. Was a fill-in starter with Dalvin Cook's ACL in uh, 2017. And also just a nice, and he was a nice young uh, backup for Adrian Peterson as well. The kind of guy you could use in all kinds of like plays and such. Receiving and running and all that. Uh, It was interesting the way the... Kansas City Chiefs avoided the end zone when it was like a guaranteed touchdown, pretty much. But that's kind of how it was. The Eagles, the the clock was more important than the score at that point, which is kind of funny. Um, As long as the Chiefs were ahead and the Eagles had no time to really do anything, that's kind of what mattered, apparently, for the Kansas City Chiefs. And at the end of the day, it was a good strategy, even though it felt really weird and kind of dumb. And my friend Paul here hated it. He thought it was the dumbest thing he ever saw. But uh, uh, we've seen it once or twice before. It's kind of weird, but it is what it is. Two uh, Two two players I'm happy for, or two people I'm happy for. Again, Derek McKinnon, and then Coach Andy Reid. I'm, I'm happy for him to a point, obviously. Must feel good to actually beat his, his former team in the Super Bowl. A lot of times, coaches tend to do that. But of course, he hasn't been in Philadelphia in eons. So, it's been quite a while since he was in Philadelphia, Andy Reid. Uh, when he stepped away, it was kind of time to move on, and Donovan McNabb was done, and all that. So, but Donovan McNabb left a really long time ago, so <laughs> whatever it is, it is. Um, happy for Andy Reid, he's good. I kind of hope it's over though. Obviously, a lot of us look at him as Dr. Robotnik from Sonic the Hedgehog, and he certainly looks like it, <laughs> wearing that red suit and everything, and the, the mustache and all that. But hell of a uh, hell of a coach. Probably uh, will be in the Hall of Fame. Mahomes will be there. Travis Kelsey will be there. Hopefully, he'll yeah, at least his plaque won't make any noise. But uh, we'll leave that as as such. Um, I like when people win and act like an adult. I thought Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid acted like adults. I thought Travis Kelsey acted at best like a frat boy, which is not a compliment. Uh, Harrison Buck, Buck, Buckner, Buck, Butker, Butker, not Buckner. Buckner, Who right? <laughs> the first day of the uh, Boston Red Sox in 86. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. Well, he almost had that kind of a thing on his name, possibly. Especially if he missed the 27 chip shot at the end, 27 yard chip shot at the end, but he did doink a kick that almost helped the uh, uh, Eagles win a Super Bowl. But that was pretty early in the game. Um, ended up being a huge stop by the Eagles, thankfully keeping the uh, Chiefs out of the end zone at the time. And um, and then the missed kick, uh, we all know what that means: zero points. And then the Eagles take over on the spot. So unfortunately, it just wasn't meant to be for the Philadelphia Eagles. So I'm back to being a 100% Viking fan again. Obviously. When the playoffs are over and your team is out, it's a. I think it's totally fine to have a rooting interest going forward. I, do, I, I wanted Cincinnati the most. Cincinnati and San Francisco would have been a lot of fun. But maybe it'll happen next year. Maybe the Vikings will finally get back to a Super Bowl and, and win it. Hopefully we do. Uh, we, we still owe the Chiefs for 1969. And what an amazing thing that would be if the Vikings beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. A team I already don't like and all that. And to get revenge on on you know the original loss, that kind of kind of sort of put us where we are all these years later. Um, with that said, we'll take a quick break and come back for fan interaction. And we are back here on Purple Mafia segment number three, Fan Interaction. I'm going to make 100% sure there's no call-ins. I don't think there is, and everything's frozen and all that. I mean, i I just like to make one last second check, because you never know nothing. I'm sure there will be for the next show, which will be State of the Vikings, because there should be no major news in between now and then, like the hiring of a coordinator. If, say, this prolonged into the off-season, the, the search for a coordinator, then I would do uh, Then I would do a special show for that. Otherwise, State of the Vikings will be the next episode, and that's probably a few weeks away. Uh, of course, we'll talk about the, we're going to put a bow on the regular season in the first segment, and second segment will be, you know, kind of like, uh, well, <laughs> well, we'll get to it when we do. Uh, yeah, and a bow on the season, we'll pass out the award and demerit for that See for a uh, 2023 20, uh 20 the, the second segment will kind of be like draft free agency prediction conversation and segment number three will be fan interaction like it always is no calls that i see and if there is i apologize but i should dig a little deeper here just in case because it's been two weeks since the last show so nope i don't see anything just that i claimed jared vanderbilt off <laughs> of uh waivers for my fantasy basketball team. Yes, Jared Vanderbilt now with the Lakers, apparently. He was a part of that D'Angelo Russell trade. Yep, M.D. Martin, and that was on the last episode, so thank you. I uh, always love hearing from you. <coughs> we'll hear from him now as well. At Purple Mafia Show is the Twitter account. At Purple Mafia Show. Jay Bushy followed. Okay, big fan, a uh, big friend of Brave the Wild. That's my Minnesota Wild podcast. Shameless plug there. Pigskin Podcast Network. Retweeting the most recent episode, thank you very much. Coming in on of Vancouver, British Columbia. Tanae Brown out of New Zealand says, With the NFL season ending shortly, and now it is over, perhaps you'd enjoy the NRL. This is from a preseason game yesterday. So yeah, do check that out. Some of you may like that. That's I believe it's called footy, right? Play like Australia, New Zealand, that part of the world. Yeah, it's called footy, right? Isn't that what it's called? NRL, that's kind of like a nickname for it or something. It, it looks interesting. Um, lots of laterals, lots of running and all that. Uh the NRL warrior tigers. Montoya says, Don't argue. <laughs> nice. NRL. I'll give it a follow. What the heck? Yeah, it's popular enough. Six hundred and twenty two thousand followers. Okay, NRL. You're in the you're in. Malcolm McSween, yep, he retweeted uh Kramer from Seinfeld, right? Yeah, with that goofy hair going, Oh, Oh, like seeing the video that's kind of funny <laughs> and Mr. Absolute says just thinking the same thing what was I saying I was saying Super Bowl commercials are horrible no creativity and just celebrity morons trying to be cool Mr. Absolute responds with just thinking the same thing yep yeah I, I hate it It's it, that's all it was it's like they're trying too hard to be cool it's talentless garbage honestly kind of like the halftime show we'll talk about that in a minute too uh, yeah, probably have more to say on freedom of thought as well, but maybe not too much. Yep, Tom Hayen, yep, who recently followed Pro Mafia, a big part of Brave the Wild as well, says... At $7 million for 30 seconds, you'd think companies would have better marketing advertising departments. Yeah, it's so dumb. Like, oh, this, like the commercial where it was Coors and Millers fighting over each other, you know, like beating each other up and all that. Uh, It was almost like giving them a free plug. Like, no, it's not a Coors commercial. It's not a Miller commercial. It just kept going and going and going. And the last second, it's uh, it's a Blue Moon commercial. What the hell? You spent all that time basically showing Coors and Millers I'm, not, I'm shocked they even did that, but uh, that's weird. That was really weird. It's creative to a point, but it was weird. Um, I was saying it's absolutely horrendous, like just messing around like clowns thinking it's super great. That's kind of society now. I mean, some people might even think I'm like that on this show. Um, the Halftime Show? I, w- I said anybody that thinks this music that th- this is music, my goodness, I have no idea what planet you're on. Freaking garbage, um, and it's the crap that you hear all the time on lo- locally here KDWB, which is always like quote unquote modern music. I hated it. I I hate that music, and it's the same crap I hear. It's I've heard those songs before on KDWB, not because I'm listening to KDWB, but somebody else is forcing us to listen to it. You know, in the past at work, sometimes when we just have the radio rather than the satellite thing. And sometimes it plays on the satellite thing as well, which is, ugh, I hate that kind of music. And it has nothing to do with anybody's skin color or anything like that. It's just bad music. I'm sorry. I don't like it. <laughs> it could be anything. Could be, it could be anybody of any kind, and I'd still not like the music. No offense. Mad Martin says, as per usual, poor. Yes, and I am a, a fuddy-duddy. Yes, I am an old curmudgeon, but I don't like the music. Mad Martin says he's happy that Eagle's lost, but I thought he said fly, Eagle, fly. I don't know. Um, I don't know. All this stuff about people didn't know nobody was uh, picking the Chiefs. I think that's so stupid. Every, so many people were, it wasn't funny. Malcolm says, okay, I better, okay, what was I saying that led him to what he said? I said, maybe, may this be the very last time we ever see the Chiefs win a Super Bowl, ever. And I still feel that. Malcolm says, sorry, Joey, I'd rather see them win five more than the Eagles get one with Seriani. Can't stand the guy. It reminds me of a worse version of Sean Payton. Is he that bad? I, I don't know. I mean, I I, I guess yeah, I guess he's a bit animated. There's no doubt about that. Um, I guess I haven't gotten to that point with him yet, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll develop. And I'm not cheering for the Eagles to win anything next year. No, um, unless they're in the Super Bowl with the Chiefs again. I'm I'm gonna cheer for the Eagles again. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't want the Chiefs to win. I was saying, how about neither of them wins? Because I would hate to see the Chiefs win five more. That would be disgusting. I think that's vomit-inducing right there. I I really do. Now, of course, the Eagles winning five would be vomit-inducing as well. Um, I was saying, how about neither of them wins? There's plenty of other teams in the NFL, except maybe the Cowboys or Packers. Yeah, I don't want them to win ever again either. I don't like the way a lot of those Chiefs players carry themselves. Uh, Malcolm says, that's for sure. I was hoping for the Niners to take it. Once the Vikings were out, and me too. I love the Niners or the Bengals, especially. And Mad Martin says totally agree. So, Mister, sure oh, he was. Oh, so Mad Martin was agreeing. He'd rather see the Chiefs win five more than the Eagles win one. I don't know. I, I would be horrifying to see them win. Actually, um, Vince Romano says bloody hell. And okay, NFL memes. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. I typed in, pump the brakes. It's not time for that conversation. Not even close. Vince Germano says, bloody hell. Yeah, Vince Germano coming out of Australia. Um, today, Brown is out of New Zealand. Malcolm McSween is out of California. Mad Martin is out of Northern Scotland. And he's as great a color as you'll ever get on any show. Um, what was I ranting about? Phil Mackie says, how do you feel about the Vikings after watching that Super Bowl? I said, unfortunately unfortunately that they are light years away from being in the Super Bowl right now and Mad Martin says cannot argue with that yep and i feel like we are light years away but at least we have a good defensive coordinator now uh, that's a start in the right direction of course you're going to need some uh, remedies with uh, the personnel and all that it's not going to happen overnight um i personally apologize to Dylan Kaiser he wanted us to retweet some such some stuff share some stuff Last night during the game, I unfortunately didn't have Slack up. I didn't see this. So we could have uh, kind of just retweeted and put this out there during the Super Bowl for DraftKings, Um, and I deeply apologize. So I feel I'm really sorry, Dylan, just in case you're listening. Uh, So uh, I feel kind of like a jerk. I hope he's not mad at us. I I, I do feel bad about that. uh, But I think a lot of us were kind of like off in the zone somewhere. So you know, watching that, so it was a great game. It was a great game, and you know it, it deserved uh credit for being a hell of a football game. It's just unfortunately didn't like the I didn't like the ending. It's just sad. sorry um most recent show now we go to Facebook the purple Mafia at Purple Mafia show is the Twitter account facebook.com forward slash purple mafia show is the Facebook. Now I'll keep moving Jalen Ramsey, Dan and also Denzel Hunter basically made it to the Pro Bowl. Now we get to hear from Mike Dale coming out of the state of New York. Not the city, but the state. He, he says, I'm gobsmacked that any Vikings defender would be even considered for the Pro Bowl. That said, Daniel was the only real consistent one out of a generally ranked rotten bunch. It really was, right? Yeah. Yes, Scheme probably had a lot to do with that, but they all looked overmatched for most of the year in one-on-one situations. Yep, yeah, and yes, the Scheme had something to do with it because of having Daniil Hunter drop into coverage. It's, it's not going to work. So, yep, that's the comment response there. The Tom Brady retirement. I said my piece already. I'm sure you're sick of me talking about him now. So I'll probably be quiet about him for a while. Uh, Tony says, Tony out of South Dakota says, again, for how long? I'll believe it when the season starts and he's on his couch. Mike Anderson. Yep, and again, Tony Coleman's coming in out of um, South Dakota. Mike Anderson, is there any information? South Dakota. Okay. Originally from Fairmount, apparently. Sorry if I'm digging and bothering you here. Now I messed up. Come on. I hate that. It makes everything reset here. Mike Anderson says, Minnesota Vikings draft, Vikings draft. Hmm. Hmm. Benjamin Alfredo Perez says, yes. Like he's going away. 3M in Mexico, apparently. Hmm. Looks like the Clemson Tigers there as his uh, profile picture. See about Mexico? Okay, well, cool. Nice to meet you coming in out of Mexico, Mexico, as they may prefer to say. So that's the end of that thread. <sighs> Talking also about Brady's, uh, yep, here we go. One more thing about Brady. Tom Brady had 50.7 miles worth of passing hours. 89,214 That's enough to make it up and down Mount Everest four times and back up a fifth time. Wow, (laughs) that's pretty impressive, actually. It is. Um, Here we go. So, what just happened? Okay. The Brian Flores hiring, and this probably will generate the most uh, conversation. I'm sure it does. Tine Brown, out of New Zealand, says like fire and ice flores and donatel hopefully we can get flores some more talent also excited to see harrison smith coming down on blitz again assuming we keep him on the team and yeah that's a that's a that's a fact right there both things there dave vicky coming yeah because i that's what i think he, yeah it's, he's going to be a good fit for it actually uh, dave vicky out of iowa says i think this is a great hire for too many years the defense has been laying back letting things happen and then reacting like mark carlson said it's time To light the fires. Attack mode. Back to the days of Dolman, Millard, Randall. Yes. Wasn't that nice? It's a new day for Vikings football school. Mark responds saying, Attack mode. Hell yes. No more dropping back and getting picked apart. Oh, yeah. Oh. This time we draft and trade and train and take them apart. No more inside handoffs going for first downs. No more quarterbacks running around and making us look silly. No more pockets to sit in all day. Attack and sack. Pickoffs and knockdowns will be our style. No more first downs will be our chant. Let's go. Yep, I love it. Bill Conley says, like it. And Mark Carlson says, let's kick the tires and light the fires, baby. Yes, let's do that. That'd be a awesome thing. Great, great, yep. I think Great, great hire. No doubt about it. Apparently, Rick Spielman caused a delay on the Vikings' D.C. coach. You can check that out there. I shared it. Uh, Justin Jefferson, yep, wins the offensive, the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. Patrick Mahomes did win the MVP, but at least uh, Justin Jefferson won the NFL Offensive Player of the Year. No comments, but shares, okay. Super Bowl thread, and we wrap things up with this. I was saying, I didn't think a halftime show could be worse, but this is worse, the worst I've ever seen. Otherwise, Mark Carlton says, here we go. Excited the game is tied, but fatigued by the commercials already. Yep. Mark said... I can't believe it's the last game of the season. It's halftime now. I'm enjoying the game. Very interesting game. Yes, it was. Some deep, aggressive plays keeping me interested as well. And a a fumble six and a doink. Yep. Jeff Roiland, Iowa, says, I wonder who got paid for Brittany Griner's ticket. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I understand that. Totally. It's, ugh. Um, Mark Carlson says, Hope, you got outside a bit of halftime, Joey. Yep. Yeah, I did. Mark said, hey, Jay Mason, the, th- the thread is up. Unfortunately, Jay Mason didn't join, but hopefully he does sometimes. I don't know if he's bored with us or what, but it's okay. I understand. Uh, thank you guys so freaking much. Um, for last week and this week, Mark Carlson will get a gold star. Not last week, but last show. I don't think I passed out stars last week or last show, so I apologize. Mark Carlson will get the gold for both. Did an amazing job. Um, really appreciate you. Actually, I, I did stars for last show, I think. I don't remember but just in case i didn't mark is getting it for both he was super good today brown gets a gold plated silver mad martin right up there he'll he'll get a silver as well um hmm. malcolm mcsween gets a bronze yeah thank you guys so much uh dave hickey Yep. Yeah, really appreciate everything you got to say uh god bless all of you so for now we're probably gonna take a small a short hiatus it shouldn't be too long And I already described what uh, State of the Vikings 2023 will be about. Pretty much what previous shows have been about. The gold star of the year, too, Um, if that's possible. It's kind of tough. It's always tough, but, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see who it is. Um, It's always tough. MVP should be pretty easy. Uh, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. I know who those. The biggest surprise, and biggest, uh, and the MVP are for sure. Biggest disappointment. There's a few names there as well. I think we can I think I got that narrowed down. But you'll hear about it on the next episode. And of course, free agency, draft conversation, and fan interaction. Like always, don't be afraid to call in and give out your MVP, biggest disappointment, biggest surprise. I'll probably put polls on Twitter if you're willing to get on there and do that. Um, I don't know if I can on Facebook. I've tried before, I don't know, but maybe I'll see if I can pull that off and do something right for all three of those categories and put about three three to uh, put about like four or five names up there for your selections. I'm guessing you're gonna agree with where I'm heading, but you never know. Some of them are some of them are pretty obvious choices, others maybe not. Uh, with that said, again, call into the show if you can. That'd be great. All you gotta do is uh, pick up your smart device. Open any free voice recording app there is, and uh, you know, and basically press record, talk into it, treat it like a phone call. And then when you're done, share it slash email it to paladino live at Yahoo.com dot paladino live at yahoo dot com. I would then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to zumsar with Z dot com. With that said, again, have a good couple weeks, and we'll talk to you soon on uh, State of the Vikings twenty twenty three and congr- uh, I don't okay. Congratulations, Chiefs. Ugh.